today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Canada is likely to announce today that the Huawei CFO that has been held, I guess, since uh, before Christmas uh, on bail in her Vancouver mansion uh, will begin extradition hearings, that they will give permission for extradition hearings to begin. To talk more about all of this, Joel Sandaluck is with us, partner, my man, Sandaluck Kingwell, LLP. They are immigration lawyers and with us now. Joel, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. It's my pleasure. Are you surprised we are where we are? Did you think we'd get here when all this started? Yeah, no, it, 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 this is the normal progression of an extradition proceeding, that a request is made from one of our extradition partners. Um, there's still a hearing that has to be conducted. The evidence has to be tested in a general respect. But um, this is actually a very normal proceeding. The thing that makes it unusual is, uh, you know, I think perhaps the political element of the proceeding and also simply the status of the person who's subject to extradition in this case. So today, Canada likely to announce that uh, extradition, an extradition trial can begin. What have they done up to this point? What does this mean as far as the process moving forward? Basically, what happens now is uh, obviously an extradition, uh, an arrest warrant has been executed. Uh, the uh, person has been charged under the Extradition Act. Uh, there's a lot of documentary disclosure that has to go back and forth between the Crown Prosecutor and the defense. Um, and, you know, basically what they have to do now is establish that there is uh, a reasonable case for extradition to the United States. Once that occurs, uh, she can then be extradited to the U.S., which is where she'll face charges. She won't be tried. There won't be a trial per se in Canada uh, because she hasn't been charged with doing anything wrong in this country. So how, how long would an extradition trial be? How long would this process take now that it appears she's going to get the, or they're going to get the green light today? It is really impossible to say with any degree of certainty because extradition can cover a broad range of different types of offenses, and this offense in particular has a great deal of complexity. Uh, not only uh, the nature of the charges themselves that's been uh, breaching the uh, Iran sanctions, but also, um, you know, frankly, you have uh, two, a very well-sophisticated litigant uh, with a lot of financial support behind her and somebody who is going to, going to want to test the government at every stage of the process. So my, ex- my expectation is that this will be something that's hotly contested from the beginning. And as a result, it will be very difficult to anticipate with any degree of certainty how long it will take. So uh, will she appeal this? Is the appeal process for her in Canada over? Uh, it's, I don't exactly know, to be perfectly honest. Um, there, she can't appeal uh, the fact that she's been charged. She can't appeal the fact that she's, you know, that the charges themselves. What she can appeal is the extradition process. So once the extradition process works itself through, if she arrives at a result that's not favorable to her, she can then challenge that in court. Um, but, you know, it's obviously a little premature to say how that, how that works. But extradition matters can go all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada if they feel that there are, uh, you know, appropriate grounds for appeal. So there is no short solution to this at all, other than well, letting her go? Yeah, I mean, it, a, short, a short, well, that's not exactly true. Uh, a short solution is um, letting her go, which we can't really do, because to, be, to do that would be in violation of our extradition treaty with the United States. Um, she can consent to her extradition. So what that basically means Speeds is right now, around. as far as I understand, her legal team is contesting the extradition. Uh, there's a, a number of defenses that they're uh, planning to raise, but ultimately she's fighting it uh, tooth and nail. However, many extradition proceedings can be resolved in terms of consent. Uh, so that means uh, an agreement is reached between the Crown and the defense, 
as to the manner in which the the, the uh, matter will be prosecuted in the U.S. Sometimes, for example, that means uh, taking the death penalty off the table. Uh, sometimes it means uh, agreeing not to pro- not to prosecute certain charges. Um, but from what I understand, that's not likely to be an outcome in this case. Uh, obviously, there's, as you said, this is complicated because of uh, alleged or so-called political interference, whether it's by Donald Trump or even John McCallum and the comments that he has made uh, in the past. Now we have the SNC-Lavalin case that's uh, in the news. And uh, how is China viewing this considering Canada's been, Canada has been preaching rule of law? Does this give them more leverage? Well... I don't know how closely China pays attention to Canadian domestic politics, um, but definitely I think it undermines a lot of Canada's credibility when uh, we present ourselves as a rule-of-law country, where it seems that the government at least has been accused of being willing to interfere with prosecutions that are, you know, potentially politically damaging to them. Uh, So it does damage our credibility to some extent. Uh, but it doesn't really change the reality that we can't and shouldn't uh, interfere. The law, frankly, just wouldn't uh, wouldn't accept it. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of chatter about the Canadians that have been detained in China since this all happened, and uh, and the one who was uh, uh, convicted of drug trafficking, uh, drug trafficking, and then has been retried and and now sentenced to death. Uh, where are they in all of this at this point? Well. The way they're being treated, and the, certainly I think the way the Canadian government views it, is that they're being used as uh, political pawns in order to place pressure on the Canadian government to uh, withdraw extradition against um, this person from Huawei. Um, you know, I think it's a normal reaction that one might expect from a regime that's not a rule-of-law country to essentially take hostages uh, in order to secure the result that they want. It's the kind of thing that you know, two people in completely lawless regions might do in order to ensure good faith, and that being exchanging hostages. Um, but, you know, it's really hard to say. The problem is Canada can't really do much of anything for those people. The government of China has made it pretty clear what has to happen for those people to be released or at least not uh, executed. And, uh, you know, uh, Canada has really not been willing to do that. I mean, I think in fairness, Canada is not really able to do that. And uh, the Chinese government just isn't dealing with us on terms that we're used to. Joel Sandaluk has been with us, partner, my ma'am, Sandaluk Kingwell, LLP, immigration lawyers. Joel, as always, thanks so much for the time and clarity. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.